But even when we fail, sometimes those failures are setups for greatness, being in a place that you couldn't have been otherwise had you not had that setback. There's no such thing as a setback. It's all sets up for greatness. Jumbo, fellow adventurer, I'm Mike Dooley, a writer, speaker, teacher on the nature of reality, specifically helping people understand how to live deliberately and to create consciously. Welcome to my Spiritual Tune-Ups podcast, where in this edition, you're about to hear a mini manifesting workshop. The title says it all. Every single Tuesday morning, I broadcast a live mini manifesting workshop, and I've been doing it for years and years for my thousands and thousands of Infinite Possibility members. With the catalog we have and the archive running very deep, we've decided to start sharing these globally to podcast listeners. If this mini manifesting workshop references a PDF download to accompany the workshop with an interactive exercise, you can find your copy at club.tut.com PDF club.tut.com slash pdf sit back relax and enjoy this mini manifesting workshop one of the features of our spiritual tune-ups podcast tallyho amigo your thoughts become things and you are utterly adored jambo fellow infinite possibility members are you ready to thrive this month's theme of course is the art of thriving. And I'm going to kick it off with a mini manifesting workshop on one of my most amazing, if I may say, piercing insights. At least it's changed the entire game of life for me. And this is one of the most amazing points of clarity I've had my entire life, but it arose about five or six years ago while I have been a teacher on living deliberately, creating consciously. And when I have these moments, I get so excited about it, I think it helps me to teach best what I most needed to learn. And therefore, boy, are you in for a doozy. We are inclined to succeed. Default settings through the roof. And today you're gonna to get the whole rundown on the rationale behind this. And I'm going to wrap it around a story that's very real and very recent. As you well know, if you've been watching for more than a week, um, I just got back from, my gosh, 25 days down under. A trip that began in Houston, very intense, rushed to the airport, fly nonstop to Auckland, New Zealand, wow tour, playing the Matrix, then fly to Australia and do Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, uh, playing the Matrix and meeting of the mind events. A ton on my plate. And in the weeks leading up to this big adventure, there was the normal anxiety that was ratcheted up many times over because of tight connections and flights and made almost excruciating by the sudden realization that I had the wrong visa for both countries. Ideally, you would have a work visa. This is layman's term, not the technical term for these two countries. A work visa, not a business visa. I had a business visa. I've always gone on a business visa. I have never had any trouble. But when I realized I had the wrong visa and that I could be blocked at entry, 
it became a terrifying ordeal weeks before I got on the plane for the first leg to Houston, Houston to Auckland, and made worse by having dinner with some other Hay House authors that included Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so I asked him, who, given his incredible travel schedule all around the world, they said, you know, Joe, what do you tell immigration when you arrive to each country? Because I knew I had the wrong visa and I was scrambling to, to rectify it. And he said, oh, I got a story for you. Basically, one of his most challenging entries was to New Zealand, to Auckland. They called him before he even arrived and said, hey, we're excited about you coming, but we don't have your visa. And, and he scrambled. They made exceptions. It was a happy ending. But I found this out the day before my trip to Auckland, that Auckland's one of the toughest places. And I was like, I cannot tell you the degree of fear the degree of self-doubt, the degree of just panic and worry to a sickening sense. I mean, here I am at this stage in my life, and I have these runaway trains of fear. I did what I could with what I had. I visualized that I was happy in New Zealand. I visualized that I was taking selfies in front of the Opera House in Sydney. And in spite and while I was doing these little visualizations, I was terrified. I, I really felt it's futile. I really felt like, oh man, it just seems so impossible to imagine things going well. I was so afraid that the entire trip would be derailed or that I'd be sent back to the States and then have to go. Long story short, everything went magically. I did change my visa for Australia. I did not change it in time for New Zealand. I had some fast-footed maneuvers and some game plans that I worked on and all went stunningly well. And there were other variants as well. None of them a problem. Begging the question, how is it that even when we're so negative, when we're locked in fear, when we have this self-doubt, this confusion, this ambiguity, anything but crystal clear, positive, rosy visualizations, how is it that so often, if not always, we prevail. It's because you were pegged to thrive. That's your normal, thriving in every area of your life. Finances, health, social life, friendships, relationships, you name it. If you want it, it's here for you. You were born to thrive. Now, to get to the rationale, which is all empowering, and I can look back at other crises in my life when I thought I was going to get fired at Price Waterhouse, when I thought I was going to run out of money and go bankrupt with Tut Enterprises in the 90s, when I, you know, you name it, I've had the same fears you've had about everything health, love, finances, ruin. How is it? And I remember coming to the realization and telling my mother early on, it's like, you know what? Our positive thoughts must be more powerful than our negative thoughts. And if you have a little bit of positive thinking, then all those fears that follow, all those, that negativity, it's like, it's like they're, you're throwing pebbles at this fortress made possible by your little meager positivity. It must be our positive thoughts are more powerful than our negative thoughts. And then I quickly clued in 
that the, that it's only judgment that makes something positive or negative, right? I mean, who's to say what's really positive? Uh, who's to say it's not really positive or mildly positive or just a little bit positive or it's negative or it's fearful? I mean, yeah, I think you get what I'm saying, positive versus negative, but it is judgment. So how could a judgmental call on a thought make it more powerful than a judgmental call on another thought. A thought is a thought, and all thoughts strive to become the things and events of our lives. Right? Right. Equal footing. Right? Wrong. This is huge. This is my lesson. Forget judging whether they're positive or negative, and realize that you are riding an intergalactic wave, metaphorically, of love and joy. You are of God, by God, pure God. You are the universe come alive in human flesh. Okay, and you came here with order and purpose, meaning and love. You came here to navigate, to grow, to learn, to thrive. Okay, divine intelligence doesn't go where divine intelligence doesn't most wanna go. It most wanted to be you for the reasons I just gave to bust a move, to thrive, to discover, to go within, to love and be loved. This is why you came here. And therefore, when you think thoughts in alignment with this indisputable truth of your origins, nature, and purpose, when you think thoughts that are in alignment with this magnificence and beauty and your power, those things catch the current and boom, they become thoughts much easier than thoughts. This is no judgment than thoughts that are not in alignment with your divine magnificence and the purpose of your arrival to thrive. And, and you, might not, you might not even say you're here to thrive, but you're here to grow. You're here to glow. You're here to prosper. Absolutely, or this game's over, right? Okay, you don't prosper. If you don't have a roof over your head and food in your belly, you die. So you didn't come here to die. Uh, many do die. Uh, many choose a challenging stage, but it wouldn't be a futile choice, and it would be for the learning and love that was still in, uh, an option while the life went on. And most, you cannot deny, the vast, vast, vast majority of incarnations on planet Earth as human beings, they not only survive, they get it on. They get their groove on. They go, and they grow, and they learn, and they love, and they're loved. Right? So, so we're not passing judgment anymore saying this is a positive thought. It's more likely to come true than this negative thought. It's like thoughts in alignment with truth. The truth is absolute. It is your responsibility to know the truth of who you are, how you got here, and what you can do in your time with your time and space. Who you are, the eyes and the ears of God. Why you're here, you chose to be here. Why did you choose to be here? That's a little more dicey and you can drill down and go within and meditate and get it. You don't even have to get it to understand you're here. Let's get it on. And then the other thing, how to live wisely with your time and space, that is directing your thoughts. So those three big questions are answerable. It's our highest responsibility to answer them. I am of God, by God, pure God, here essentially to rock and roll, grow and thrive, etc. So when you think thoughts in alignment with that, like, you know, I'll probably make that happen. I'll probably hit a home run. I, I can't take a bad picture. Everything I touch turns to gold. Those are in alignment with the eternal truths that brought you here. Even if you're poor today, that doesn't mean you're a poor person, a poor spiritual being. You're of God, by God, pure God. Okay, that's just a step on the path. Maybe being poor today, maybe being sick today, maybe being alone today. But when you think thoughts in alignment with truth, it's easier for them to become things than when you think things like, I'm a dodo, I'm a dummy, it's not going to work, I can't do it. 
all right? And, and, and suddenly you realize it's therefore as if your positive thoughts, now we're going to just you know, put a handle on them, your positive thoughts, thoughts that serve you, are 10,000 times at a minimum more powerful than your so-called negative thoughts, thoughts that don't serve you. 10,000 times. It's as if. Now, a thought is a thought, okay? But we can say it's as if the positive ones are 10,000 times more powerful than the negative ones, evidencing why you and I have prevailed in adversity, have thrived when we thought we might not, have overcome obstacles that terrified us and that spa spawned Spar sparked negative, fearful thoughts, okay? Um, further along these lines of thinking, a, a similar tandem realization. Just because we live in a non-judgmental world with a non-judgmental divine intelligence does not mean we live in a neutral world with a neutral intelligence. Hell to the no, okay? Yes, it's non-judgmental. You've never been judged. You will never be judged, not by anyone outside of yourself, maybe by you, and you need not go there. Just learn your lessons and, and blast forward. You're not being judged, and you get that. That was one of the first lessons you got when you realized that, you know, the universe was in love with you and that everyone's doing their best and that everyone goes to heaven and everyone is here because it's a love game. You're not being judged. Too often we turn that into, um, if it's non-judgmental, then, then if I think a bad thought or a good thought, equal, equal, 50-50, I already cleared that up. But we tend to think we live in a neutral universe. It's like, oh, Mikey thought a good thought. Good boy, Mikey. Mikey thought a bad thought. Oh, dear, here we go. I have to make that become a thing, too. It's like, it doesn't work like that. You live in a universe that can be said to be conspiring on your behalf. Now, that whole statement puts the, <coughs> puts the universe, excuse me, outside of yourself, not true. And that whole statement puts the universe in a judgmental position like, oh, Mikey's gonna do this, I'm gonna conspire to make that happen. No, that's just a handle on the reality of thinking thoughts in alignment with truth that become things easier. So it can be said, positive thoughts, are more powerful than negative thoughts. It's just thoughts in alignment with truth. It can be said that the universe is doting and that it is conspiring on your behalf. Well, there's no conspiratorial thing here. You are the universe. It's not out there. And when you think thoughts in alignment, it's like you're cheating because they're so ultra powerful and they don't take any more effort to think than negative thoughts. You can think one little positive thought, even while you doubt yourself, and then have a lot of big negative fears for 10 hours and that little positive thought is more likely to become a thing because 10,000 times because it's in alignment with truth. I similarly say often in books and notes and uh, to, to audiences, it's as if you're being pushed on to greatness every day. Nobody's pushing you anywhere. It's just you, my friend. But you are God. You are the universe and you are poised and inclined to succeed with a propensity to thrive because of the truths that brought you here. Anything you think in alignment with that, just spontaneous, man, not manifestation, but spontaneously summons divine intelligence. All the elements are marching on your behalf. When you think other thoughts that are not like that. Now, is it possible to so-called fail, stub your toe, fall down with no order? Possible. 
But even when we fail, sometimes those failures are setups for greatness, being in a place that you couldn't have been otherwise had you not had that setback. There's no such thing as a setback. It's all sets up for greatness. I mean, do you see how like crazy skewed the game of life is in all of our favors? You know, it's easier to succeed. If you stub your toe, you learn and you're better off. Um, there's no such thing as failure because the game is still on. You're a forever being. It's just like cuckoo crazy. Things are so in favor of you smiling more, laughing more, being more abundant, being healthier, and all good things is so crazy wonderful. So you don't live in a neutral world. The whole world is here for you. And uh, your challenge this week is I want you to write down a few big dreams and a few big fears, or one of each. Okay, preferably write down, but you can think of these things as you're driving or walking the dog or falling asleep at night or whatever. But, you know, I want you to get in that zone because right now there's something you're afraid of. And right now there's something you're dreaming of. And I want you to realize that you're inclined to succeed and you're inclined to prevail over the fear. I want you to realize that even when you have wonky thinking, and I want you to name in this this little challenge. I want you to name your wonky thinking. I'm afraid I'm not good enough. I'm afraid I'm not strong enough. I'm afraid I'm not positive enough. Go ahead and be afraid, all right? Just fake some positivity. Visualize. Even though when I was visualizing the opera house, it felt stupid, it felt futile, and I really felt like it might not happen this time, Mike. You're going to get blocked in Australia because you're so terrified and all you're doing is thinking of bad stuff. And it's not just you, it's other people. And they've refortified their their admissions criteria and they're going to ask a question. And these guys, their thoughts become things too. And if they're on it, you know, the men and women at immigration in Australia uh, or New Zealand, if they're really on it and they want to manifest great rocking livelihood, which is in alignment with the truth that brought them here, they're going to nab me and find out I'm a fake and I got the wrong visa. I still prevailed. I still prevailed. And so will you. So write down your stinking thinking. Write down why you don't believe in that dream. Write down why you think that fear might come to pass. And realize those minuscule, pathetic, sorry thoughts are not enough to stop you. Because just by trying to visualize and showing up with the baby steps and some affirmations, you're going to crush it. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with one million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple Podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.